We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. And we have another one of the questions that's been sent in, and we're actually doing something a little bit different. They they can't see it, and timeline's a little odd, but we're trying out something. We're actually streaming our conversation live as we're recording it, and this recording will probably go out sometime early November, actually, on Facebook wow. and YouTube. But it's live? It's Yeah, it's running live, and we're recording. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. It gets confusing. <laughs> but don't focus on them. We don't care about them. We care about these guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're glad that the conversation questions are still coming in. Like I said, we've gotten several follow-ups. And so as we try to cover the new stuff, we're going to mix in some follow-up questions, which this is one of those. Okay. Uh, we had several videos a few weeks ago about forgiveness and specifically about like person-to-person forgiveness. But naturally, that led to a question about when does God forgive us? When does God forgive us before we become a Christian? When does God forgive us after we become a question? A question? A question. A Christian. Elma? Elma Fudd? I know. A question? I am a question. You see what he does to me? I would like to hunt wabbits. Okay. Back to the the. Okay. Now I'm done. It's we're going to be in trouble now. All right. So before and after becoming a Christian, ah. when does God forgive us? Now, did they want to know from the Old Testament perspective and from the New Testament perspective in this? I'm thinking New Testament perspective. Based on some of the other follow-ups that we'll cover in another video, they were talking New Testament perspective. You see, when he when he asked this question. There's a basic underlying thing here. It's not so easy to slice between Old and New Testament because a real understanding of God mm-hmm. demands kind of both. Okay. And so... Um, so I, maybe give us the background and yeah, jump yeah. to how it applies or how it was... One of, the, one of the wins when God forgives us is when we change our disposition toward God. Think about Cain and Abel as early as Genesis chapter 4, when sure. Cain actually uh, rebelled against God by doing his own thing in his offering. And, right. and he was angry at God because of God not accepting his offering. And li- listen to what hmm. God says. Genesis 4 verse 6. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right... Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. So the basic principle is that is repentance Mm -hmm. has always been and will always be prerequisite to God forgiving. It was with Cain. It was with everybody after that. In addition to repentance, even in the Old Testament, there was a certain amount of compliance that had to be given to God's provisions for forgiveness. Hmm. Uh, 
people offered sacrifices uh, in the Old Testament. And as they offered those sacrifices, uh, it says in like Leviticus chapter 4, verse 13, when people sinned, they were guilty. Guilt was held in the mind of God against them. Right. They didn't just feel guilty. They were guilty because God held them guilty. Mm -hmm. Which we've talked about in other videos. Other videos. But then they're instructed to bring the prescribed sacrifice. And Mm -hmm. if you go to Leviticus 4, verse 20... It says, and do this with the bull just as he did with the bull for the sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for them and they will be forgiven. Hmm. So when the prescribed steps that God had given were carried out, they were forgiven. And it repeats this over and over again in the book of Leviticus as far as sacrifices. So those are principles. Okay, We're not going to bring sacrifices today. Sure. Jesus is our sacrifice. But there are still prescribed things that a person must do in order to be forgiven. Okay. So how does that apply when we carry those principles into the New Testament? All right. Well, a state of grace cannot be achieved without Christ. Hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, in, in Ephesians 2, 12, and 13, there's a basic principle. Before you came to Christ and after you come to Christ, he says... You were at that time separate from Christ, alienated from citizenship in Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, without hope and without God Mm. in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. So, in this era, we've got to have Christ. We have to be in Christ in order to be forgiven. How do we do that? Well, um, that takes us back to the Acts 2.38 that we come to quite often. It does. The Great Commission in Matthew 28. It does, because Jesus gave the Great Commission that we have to hear and believe the gospel and be baptized Mm -hmm. in order to be saved. And in Acts 2.38, those things are stated again. And uh, in Galatians 3.26 and 27... We are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ did put on Christ. Mm. So we've got to be baptized into Christ as penitent believers. And then we're in this state of grace. Mm. So for the (coughs) non-Christian, forgiveness occurs during this moment when you're putting on Christ. When you've come to Him and you're allowing that sacrifice... To cover you. That's exactly right. So you're entering into a new state of being. That's the kind of... Instead of a bull or a goat or something sacrificed, Christ has been sacrificed. And you're accepting that sacrifice in the act of baptism. Okay. But once you're baptized... Yeah, so now post kind of Christian life, you're, you're in the Christian life now. Right. And... As we know, we're all sinners, right? And we could go to some scriptures there, right? But we're all going to mess up. We're all going to have troubles, and so right. when does God forgive those things? Well, again, part of it has to do with the basic principle of repentance. Hmm. Um, there were some people in First John, chapter one, verse eight and ten, that were trying to deny that they had any sin, and John hmm. says, "No, you do have sin." But he says in verse 9 of chapter 1, if we confess our sins, 
Ja. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So okay. that's back to the issue of acknowledging and repenting mm. and saying, Lord, I know I've messed up. And when we continue to do that, God continues to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this gets into, like I remember growing up, whether it was directly stated or you had the feeling that every night you needed to finish your day with a prayer, which is a great idea, but you needed to add in, and dear Heavenly Father, forgive me because I spoke bad to my mom and dad because I you know, did this, did that, and forgive me for all the other things that I may not remember I have done. Yeah, you would have too hard of a time listing all the things. But <laughs> so it's like I as I got older I went, is that really what that means? No, it's 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 certainly we need to acknowledge our sin. Yeah. And if there's blatant things that we've done, we need to acknowledge those. But um the idea is is your spirit, is your heart tuned toward doing the will of God and are you naturally penitent when you mess up and you realize you've done wrong and mm. you're trying to do better. That goes back to verse 7 in First John that says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, yeah. we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses, present tense, keeps on cleansing yeah. us from all sin. So as long as our heart is penitent and we're trying and we're mentally and spiritually acknowledging our sinfulness to God and trying to do better, we're continually cleansed yeah. of sin. But verse 9 does say God wants us to regularly acknowledge our sin to Him. Sure. It's not a, and so kind of the state of grace that we're in, it's an active cleansing. Right. But if we were to walk around and never say, <laughs> yes, Lord, I know I still mess up, then maybe we're not as close to Christ. We're not as close to the path as we should be. Well, again, it's a matter of the will of God expressed in Scripture. Even when Jesus was teaching us to pray, forgive us our debts as mm-hmm. we forgive our debtors. And in First John 1 verse 9, so part of this process of staying cognizant of our indebtedness to God and our relationship to God yeah. is to regularly acknowledge our sin. That's part of doing God's will. But not necessarily right after it happened because let's say I sin and I don't ask for forgiveness and I die. No. That sin's going to be held against me. No, it's, it's, it's because of the sustaining of the right mentality and heart toward mm. God. Okay. It's part of God's requirements. Wow. So uh, also another thing I think it's a little bit confusing is that you have passages like James 5... Mm-hmm. Uh, what sixteen? Let's see. Uh, Double check. Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. What verse is that? Yep, five sixteen. All right. So in the context of James, he's talking about not people walking down church aisles necessarily. He's talking about rich people and poor people that have actually been fighting with each other. And it, in the book of James, it says they mm-hmm. were actually having a war and killing each other. Yeah. And they this one had wronged that one by withholding wages and treating them badly. And that one had wronged this one by attacking their farms or whatever it was. And and so they're sitting down with each other and they're saying, look, I've, I've wronged you and I know it and I'm sorry. And you say to me, well, I've wronged you and I know it and I'm sorry. Yeah. And we're going to try to do better and we're going to pray and act like Christians should act. Mm-hmm. That's what that is really about. So that's more about betweening, between people 
when right. people need to get right with each other. Okay. So that's going back a little bit more to our previous discussions about forgiveness to each other. Well, and the reason than... I brought it up was many people have the conception as Christians that if they don't walk down the aisle, ah, yes. God okay. will not forgive them. And they use this verse as the basis for that. And I'm not sure that that verse has anything to do with that. Yeah. Now, if you want to walk <clears> down the aisle... That's great. Great. We'd be glad to pray with because you. Because it's a privilege and a blessing to have other people pray with you and for mm-hmm. you. <clears throat> but God does not hold his withhold his forgiveness yeah. from people Based until they that. walk down the aisle. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that covers most of that question. There's a continuation of this question that we're going to have in the next video that talks a little bit more about some specific mm-hmm. verses and how it relates to God's forgiveness. Uh, and so we would encourage you to join us again for that conversation. And thanks again, as always, for walking through this with us, Dan. Uh-oh, there's that. Yes, we're, we're going to talk to the live people here in a minute. And so, <laughs> But we're glad that you guys are watching us, whatever time it may be, on Facebook and YouTube and those things. And we encourage you, as always, share the videos with your friends. Send in any other questions that you may have. I'm not afraid of them, but those. Y'all have a good week. See ya. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.